probably one of the best-known verses in all of the Holy Scripture, something that's been memorized by people all over the world, is John 3.16. Say it with me. Words are on the screen. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Amen. Jesus Himself, the one and only Son of God, spoke these beautiful words that summarize his mission. If there was one verse that could sum up all of the story of the Bible, the whole Bible, it would be John 3.16 that would probably do it the best. But most may not know the full historical context. When they, when they read that or they recite that, they may miss some of the things that it refers to back through the story of Scripture. It is grounded in the whole story of Scripture going all the way back through Genesis. In Genesis 22, in the wild and disturbing story of Abraham and Isaac, God commands Abraham to sacrifice his one and only son, Isaac, up on Mount Moriah. Then, as Abraham has his knife up and is poised to sacrifice his son, God stops Abraham, and God provides a ram to take Isaac's place on the altar. So he does not sacrifice Isaac. And then in the next book, the second book of the Old Testament, in Exodus, we find the Israelites are living in slavery in Egypt. And God sends Moses to deliver them, but the Pharaoh refuses to let them go. And so God sends ten plagues to torture the Egyptians and convince them to let God's people go. There is blood and frogs and gnats and flies... And then all of Egypt's livestock died. And then there is boils and hail and locusts and uh, darkness. And do you remember the last plague, the most terrible one of all? Every firstborn son, not sheltered in a home marked by the blood of the Passover lamb, died in a single night. Every male offspring from the livestock to the servants, to all the way up to Pharaoh's own son, died in a single night. It was a costly sacrifice brought on by the hard-hearted, stubborn Pharaoh who would not submit to the God of Israel and let God's people go. It was a day that should be remembered forever. God does not take death lightly, not even the death of those that would be considered his enemies. Jesus said, our heavenly father knows and cares if even a single sparrow dies, just a little bird. God knows when it dies. How much more when an entire nation like Egypt with every family loses their firstborn sons. It's devastating and God cares. But that was the cost of that nation's sin, and it was the cost of Israel's freedom. God, And so God wanted his people in Israel to remember that day forever. And he gave them a special way to remember and to honor God for saving them. We read about it 
in Exodus 13, verses 1 through 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, Dedicate to me every firstborn among the Israelites, the first offspring to be born, both of humans and animals, belongs to me. So Moses said to the people, This is a day to remember forever, the day you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. Today the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. Remember, eat no food containing yeast. On this day in early spring, in the month of Abib, you have been set free. You must celebrate this event in this month each year after the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Hivites, and Jebusites. He swore to your ancestors that he would give you this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This passage is the institution of the Passover feast. These instructions were given to the Israelites over 3,000 years ago, and they have been celebrated by the Hebrew people every year since then as a way to honor God and to thank him for delivering them from slavery in Egypt. It was a costly deliverance, the death of every Egyptian firstborn son. In recognition, the Hebrew people were to eat a special Passover meal and dedicate back to God the firstborn male of every Israelite family, both the animals and humans. Now, the pagan cultures all around Israel in the ancient world were known to practice human sacrifice from time to time. Whereas God stopped Abraham and would not allow Abraham to actually sacrifice his son Isaac, other non-Israelite people often did sacrifice their children. Child sacrifice or human sacrifice is one of the reasons the Bible says God drove out the other nations out of the promised land and gave it to the Israelites instead. Those other nations sacrificed their children thinking it would please their gods or manipulate their gods and force them to do what they wanted. But the one true God of the Bible abhors human sacrifice and forbids anyone to do it. And if you think about it, not only is it terrible, a terrible and evil thought to sacrifice uh, another human being or especially a child, but for a people, a society to sacrifice a child thinking that it will somehow manipulate or in, in, invoke some kind of magic that could control God or gods and make the God or gods do what you want. To think that people would sacrifice their children in order to control their God is it's just a sickening thought. We should never want to try to control God. He is Lord of all. He is sovereign. We are to trust that he has our best interest in mind and, and do what he asks of us to do and follow his lead and trust him. But some people, lots of people throughout history, have not trusted God and instead have wanted to try to control God. And think, well, if I do something so dramatic and so sacrificial as to kill another human being or to sacrifice a child, then surely this God will have to do what I have said for him to do. 
But that's an evil thought. That's an evil thing to try to do. God didn't actually ask the Israelites to place their children on the temple altar and sacrifice them. Rather, in this passage from Exodus, God instructs them to dedicate or consecrate them to God. Since God had purchased the Israelites at the cost of every firstborn son of Egypt, now the Israelites honored God by consecrating to him their firstborn sons as a living sacrifice. Consecrate is a special word for a special action. To consecrate means to make or to declare something sacred, dedicated formally to a religious or divine purpose. When something is consecrated, it is dedicated for a holy purpose. For instance, in the front of our sanctuary, right down here in the center of our sanctuary, we have the altar, which is consecrated for use in religious services at our church. It is a very special place. It is a a table that is here that thousands of people have come through our facilities and have worshipped and have seen this altar and has been a, a place where they have found and sensed the presence of God. It's a very special and holy place. It would be out of place to use this altar for just any old purpose, right? We wouldn't take that table home and use it as a breakfast table in our house. That would be disrespectful. It would be sacrilegious. That's not what it was made for. It has been dedicated to be used for Christian worship services here in our church. And the only meal that we place upon it is the sacred meal, our Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, where we remember the Lord and seek His presence in that special sacrament. That is what it means to consecrate something. It is to set it apart for God's divine purposes. And the Israelites were to set apart their firstborn for the service of God. And we are here today on Consecration Sunday. It is a day set aside to consecrate ourselves and our gifts to God for the coming year. I've asked each one of you to complete the stewardship survey and indicate how you will serve God with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, and your service. And also your witness. And so you've had time to prayerfully consider what you will dedicate to the Lord. Now we have not required you to dedicate a certain amount of time or money or prayers or anything else. I have instructed you some over the last few weeks about what the Bible says about those things. But what you choose to give is a matter of prayer between you and God. And today you have a chance to consecrate what you have chosen to dedicate to the Lord. In a moment, I will ask each of you to come forward and to lay your survey upon the altar. What you lay upon the altar 
you consecrate to the Lord. It is set apart as holy to the Lord. Therefore, it should only be used for His glory. You shouldn't take it back and use it however you please. It is the Lord's. But now we come back to John 3.16. The verse we love so much because it makes God's word in the Bible so simple. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Who is it that gave? It is God that gave. What did he give? Jesus, his one and only son. Who did he give Jesus for? For the whole world. And that includes you and me. And why did God give us Jesus? So that whoever believes believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Just like the Israelites in Exodus, we have been delivered from slavery. But our slavery wasn't to a pharaoh in Egypt. Our slavery was to sin and death. Our sin separates us from God. And just like Amy so beautifully shared in her youth moment, not only does it separate us from God, but it corrupts and changes and distorts our whole world. We are spiritually dead. But praise God, through Jesus Christ, we can be delivered from our slavery to sin and death. When we repent of our sin and trust Jesus to save us, He does. And we have freedom. And we have eternal life. Won't you repent and turn to Jesus today? Ask Jesus to forgive you. Trust Him to save you. Dedicate your life to serve Him. In order to do that, I would invite you to stand and join with me as we pray together the Wesley Covenant Prayer as a way for us to consecrate ourselves and our commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. The words are on the screen. Would you stand as we pray together? I am no longer my own, but thine. Put me to what thou wilt. Rank me with whom thou wilt. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed by thee or laid aside for thee. Exalted for thee or brought low for thee. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and heartily yield all things to thy pleasure and disposal. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. Please remain standing as Tom comes to lead us in our closing hymn. And as we sing the words of this song, 
I invite you to come and to place your, your, your stewardship commitment on the altar and let us consecrate it to the Lord. Let us pray now to consecrate them and ourselves to Him. Father, thank You for speaking to us and guiding us and our, and our chosen commitments for the coming year. Lord, I pray that You will help us to be faithful and to grow as we are faithful, drawing closer to You. We pray, O oh Lord, that You will take our commitments and You will consecrate them and make them holy so that they will accomplish the plans of your kingdom. And Lord, that we would see your will being done in our lives and in our communities and in our families. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Amen.